Hey, hey, Echo, how are we feeling today? Hey, we got, we got plenty of room. My leader's on the back wall. Come sit with everybody and come scr scrunch it. We got room all, all throughout. That's awesome. We can fit. We can fit. Hey, y'all ready for a good day? Who has some energy in the room? Can I just hear you real quick? Come on, I got to tell you, I got some energy today. Anybody, like, feel like they want to go to sleep right now? You're just tired? Mm, bless ya. Bless ya. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Hey, I'm excited to be with you today. This is the best morning of my week. You know why? Because I'm with y'all. Man, there's some beautiful, y'all beautiful people in here. And uh, I want to talk today. I'm very excited. I want to talk today about God's desire and God's heart for your emotional condition. How you feel with your emotions. That's what I want to talk about today. And whether you realize this or not, God is concerned with your emotional state. Because how you are doing emotionally, whether you're feeling sad, good, happy, glad, how you are doing emotionally will determine the decisions that you make. This is so true because, because how you are doing, it, it, it will determine the decisions that you make. So today I want to talk about something. I want to talk about the big fat liar. Woo, the big fat liar, loneliness. That's what I want to talk about today. We're going to talk about loneliness and, and I want to convince you to get off of the emotional roller coaster. I want to convince you to get out of your own head and to begin, to begin to live life off of faith, off of facts, and off of what is truth. Just a heads up, this is God's passion for your life. This is God's obsessed with this. And, and God is not in the business of making you a, a spiritual giant and leaving you to be an emotional toddler. That's not... That's not what it's about. We don't serve a God that's like, oh, oh, hey, hey, guys, this is great. As long as you can quote scripture and, and you know all of the lyrics that we just sang, then you're good. Like, that's not what God, like, no. God can, he actually cares. God cares. He's so in love with you. He cares about you and everywhere that you're at right now, every area of your life. So before we jump into that, before we unpack that, y'all ready today? Okay. We're going to have fun. Can we have fun in church? <laughs> before we unpack that, before we jump into that, I want to remind you why we exist as a church and a youth group. Anybody know? Oh, no, you didn't. Bro, bro, hold on. I hope I don't get feedback. Bro, come on. You got, you got to. Here, you got to. Go ahead. To help realize that God loves you unconditionally. Bro, come on. Ooh, come on, can we give him a round of applause? That's, it's so true. Listen, we want to help everybody, all people, anybody who comes to our church, we want to help them realize that God loves them unconditionally. This is true. So true. And, and you know, when we come to the services, we're, we're, we're all about, we, we put, it's all one thing, really. We want you to know God. Know God. And let me help you. Because if this is your first time, if you're brand new today, maybe you've been coming for a while, or maybe you haven't heard it. Look, I want to remind everybody that you are family and you belong. That's so true. Welcome to our family. Even my friends that are talking, it's good. You're family here. You're, it is so good. And listen, as a family, we want everybody to know God. And here's what that looks like. I really believe that if you keep coming to Echo, that through, through the message, through the worship, through the small group times, come on, small group somebody, and uh, through, through our whole service, I really believe that you'll get the tools that you need 
to grow in right relationship with God. Amen to that? Oh, some power. Okay. It's going to be good. Somebody just say good. All right. Listen, we're going to open up our Bible. Preach it. We're going to open up our Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 19. If you've got your Bible with you, go ahead and open it up. 1 Kings chapter 19. It's more towards the beginning of the Bible. Okay, so if you're looking for it, that's where you'll find it. We're also going to have it up on the screen, and I want to encourage you, please, 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 if you've missed last week, go back and listen to the podcast. Stay up to speed with where we're at, where we're going as a community and as a family. And then I also want to give you, while you're turning there, 1 Kings chapter 19, I want to give you a glimpse into the next two weeks. Anybody know what next week is? Fall kickoff. Man, you guys are tracking with me. Yes. Next week is our fall kickoff. Look to your neighbor, tell them kickoff. It's about to go down. So we got our theme. Our theme is this. It's what we're calling it, bring back the summer. Anybody just so sad that summer's going away? Is there anybody? Okay, who's excited for fall? We are praying for you right now in Jesus' name. Like, <laughs> you know, but like, like we are so, ex like, we're, it's bring back the summer, and let me tell you about a little bit about what we're doing. We got a fire. We're going to have a fire outside. It's going to be good. We're going to have food. Holla at your boy. And uh, we're going to have volleyball with giant workout balls. I don't even know, but it's about to go down. And then we're going to have nine square and gaga ball and all kinds of good stuff. But let me tell you the most important thing, because that's all great. That's going to be great. Here's the most important thing. We're still going to have worship. We're still going to have a message. And listen. That service, because of how much fun we're going to have, it's still a service, but we're going to have so much fun. It is so geared, somebody say geared, to somebody who needs Jesus. So I mean like if you can think of somebody, anybody, like maybe if you've got a cell phone, you go through your phone and you invite 20 people to church next week because this is the place, like it's going to be perfect for them. I don't care if you feel like they're messed up, look around this room, we're all messed up. You know what I'm saying? There's no perfect person here. Shoot, I know I'm not perfect, and I know I need Jesus. Who needs Jesus? Come on. And so that's what we're all about. We want everybody to experience the love of God. So please, don't come alone next week. Somebody say, I'm not coming alone. In fact, I would encourage you, if you got your notes out, to write down one person's name that you're going to, like, hunt them down. Like, you're coming with me. Like, you don't have a choice. Get in the car. Like, Mom, we're driving past. We're going to kidnap them. I'm just kidding. Andrew, make sure we remove that from the recording. I didn't say it. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm having fun with you. But for real, get them here. <laughs> We're having fun today. It's good. Bring somebody with you next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be perfect for them. It's going to be perfect for you. Don't miss it. Literally drag them here. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Guys, go ahead. Make sure your Bibles are out. Get your note papers out because note takers are... I really believe that. We're going to jump in. We're going to jump into the Bible today. We're going to be talking out of 1 Kings about a man named Elijah. Ooh, Elijah. It, listen, listen. Now, just a heads up. I want to tee us up. I just want to tee us up on, on who Elijah is. Elijah is a, he's a bad dude spiritually. Like, he's a boss in every good way. Like, like he, he's a spiritual giant. Elijah, he is, in fact, he's just defeated hundreds of false prophets. And he's defeated them. And when he defeated them, it's so crazy because, because he has talked so much trash while doing it. Like, he's just one man. And he's like, he's telling all of them. He's like, hey, he's telling these guys, hey, wh wh where's your gods at? Huh? Where are they at? Oh, oh, they on the toilet. 
Oh, they sleep in. And he literally like slays these guys. He's a big deal. And it's so crazy because, because in just one minute, he's just one man. In the very next minute, he, he's a totally different person because when he wins, there's this lady that's like running the area. Her name is Jezebel. Now Jezebel, Jezebel that's running the area, she's like the boss of the whole area. She sends out this group text. You don't need to reply. It's a group text, okay? So she sends out this group text to everybody, and somebody screenshots it, and they send it to Elijah. And, and the message said this. It said, I'm going to kill Elijah. So when Elijah gets this, he's, he's so fearful. He's so afraid. He literally runs and he hides in a cave. This is wild. And he's so afraid for his life. And Watch what God says to Elijah while he's in this emotional condition. Watch what it says, 1 Kings 19, verse 9. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? <laughs> I like God. Because God's, like, God's not like, Elijah, 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 Elijah. You get up, you mighty man. You tear down false prophets. You're my guy. Aye, aye. No, like, that's, God's like, God's like, Elijah, what are you doing here? Because emotional people, they always get themselves, they get themselves in the places that they never thought they would be. Like, like what am I doing here? Why am I, why am I hanging out with so-and-so? Why am I in this relationship? What, what am I doing at this house? Like, what am I, sometimes you and I, we need God to get up in our business and come and ask you, what, what are you doing here? Elijah, he's so emotional. He's so mixed up in his emotions. He's like, yeah, yeah, but God, you don't understand. Jezebel, she's the worst. Like, like she's just horrible. I just can't do it. And so he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, tore down your altars, and you killed your prophets with the sword. I alone. Isn't it amazing that, that, that people that are, or that are, the emotional people, they always think they're all by themselves. Everybody's against me. Nobody likes me. Me, 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 me. Like, we get it. And Elijah, he's so emotional right now. I alone am, am left. They, they seek to take my life. And then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great strong wind tore into the mountain and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And so it was. Elijah, when he heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle. And he went out and he stood in the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Two times. Two times God had to get up inside his business, up inside his space and say, what are you doing here? Elijah, what are you doing? I've not called you to hide in a cave by yourself. I've called you to be a brave soldier. I've called you to be a leader. I've called you to, to be a chosen vessel. Come on. You've got a future. You've got, why are you hiding in a cave? Why are you so driven by your emotions? Why are you making decisions on feelings? These are not the facts, Elijah. You might feel this way, Elijah, but 
But these are not the facts. I am for you. I am with you. Who could be against you? Come on. Preach it. I don't have to make decisions based off of my feelings because I can make decisions based off of the facts. And, and when you and I, when we get hiding into caves, when you and I get into isolation, when you are like, when, when we're like, oh, just leave me alone, just leave me alone, it's usually because we're so spooled and wound up in our emotions. And we've been listening to the big fat liar, loneliness. In fact, if you're taking notes today, you could write down the title of our talk. It's called, it's called The Big Fat Liar Loneliness. Because I believe that if you'll give in to your emotions and you will listen to the liar and the serpent, it's, you, you will get so emotionally spooled and it is there that you will find yourself in a cave all by yourself, all alone. And it is there that you will be so vulnerable and you'll end up making your worst decision. It is while you are all alone and in isolation that you will make the dumbest decision of your life. You are not called to hide out. You are not called to be in the cave. You are not called to be all alone. You are called to know God, which is community. You are called to, to find freedom, which is connectivity. You are called to discover your purpose. You are called to make an impact and to be a leader. Anybody thankful today that we don't have to give in to our emotions but I can give into the facts, and God is for me. Amen? Look, we're going to bow our heads, we're going to pray, and we're going to jump into this. We're going to jump right in. Lord, we come before you in Jesus' name. Father, we're so excited for today. We're here to have a good time, God. We're here to learn about you. Would you open our eyes so we can see Jesus? Would you open our ears so we can see the Holy Spirit? And God, do what only you can. And I thank you. I thank you for helping us with loneliness. I thank you that we don't, have to, we don't have to listen to the lie of loneliness, but God, we can stand on the facts of who you've called us to be, who you say we are, God. We, we, we listen to your voice. You're the good shepherd, and that's the voice that we listen to. We all can hear your voice, and we know that we can stand on the facts of what's true. In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, um, I got to tell you, Alyssa and I, we have been getting into something new. We're very excited about it. It's a little scary. I ain't going to lie. And so, so we've been getting into, we've been dabbling, I'll say, in sushi. Anybody eat sushi? Anybody ever had sushi? So, like, like I'm not about, look, I can't do raw fish. It just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm working up to it. So I'm all about, like, the cooked stuff, right? Like, that, like that's me. That's my wheelhouse. Has it been in the oven at one point? Like, amen. And so, so on Monday, this past Monday, Alyssa and I, we went to Saga. Anybody like hibachi? Mmm. And so, you know, normally we get a hibachi, but this time we went, we went to the lunch special. I'll let your boy have price. You know what I'm saying? I'll know how to wine and dine. And, and so while we're there, we got some sushi, and, and we're just having so much fun. It's a lot of fun. And so Alyssa, she pulls out her phone. And she's taking a picture of her good-looking husband, <laughs> you know, and so Instagram status. And so while we're doing all of this, Mila, right now at this moment, Mila Catalina is so, she's so emotional. So what had, what had happened was literally a couple days before that, we made the decision to get rid of her pacifier. You could say binky. And so she, she tossed them all. They're all gone. There's no more in that house. And so... So right now, it's like kind of throwing her off of her groove. She's, so, she's all up inside her emotions. She's so emotional. And it's been taking a toll on Alyssa and I. 
like we're really trying to do a good job, like, you know, and, and trying to be good parents. And, but it's so, you know, when your friends are emotional, when you're being emotional, you know, it's, it's like, a, it's hard to handle. Anybody, like, you know, some of you are just like, it just wears you down a little bit. And so while we're going through all of that, we're kind of just focusing on each other. Because Alyssa's, like, you know, Alyssa's sitting right next to Mila, and Mila's safe, and, and we're in the booth, and, and so we're just kind of paying attention to each other. So while all of this is happening, Mila literally, she's like, she's standing on the booth, she slips, and when she falls through the booth, she ends up, like, cracking her head so hard on, on like, the metal pole that's just like this. And, and I mean, like, you could, you could feel it. It was like a thump. And when we look down and we go to pick up Mila, now... You can always tell the level of a pain, level of pain in a toddler or a child by the delay in their cry. And so we pick up Mila and she's literally like this. And I mean, you could count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, like lightning's about to strike, you know. And all of a sudden, like eight Mississippi, she's like, ah! And we're like, oh dang, it's bad, okay? And, and while all of that was happening, I was just a little bit upset. And, and Alyssa's upset. Alyssa feels like in that moment she's like, oh, I should have been watching. Like I just, I, uh, I mean, she's right next to me. I could have I caught her. I could have. And, and while this is transpiring, I literally look at Mila and inside, I didn't say it one or two, but inside I'm like, you emotional little kid. Like you did it. You did it. Like I didn't say it. I'm a good dad, okay. You know, and, but, but I wanted to. I wanted to. And I was just, I was thinking, you know, it's amazing that when you and I, when we are dealing with emotions, it distracts you from living the life that God has called you to live. Like when, when we are so emotionally spooled, you can't really do what you're supposed to do. You can't move forward into the calling that God has for you. And, and, and it's because you've been so distracted, you're spending time on stuff you don't need spending time on. I want to talk today about the big fat liar loneliness. I want to talk about loneliness because some of us were stuck in a cave today and you're in this place that you shouldn't be and God's actually called you to live a different life. And it's only by getting off of the emotional roller coaster that will allow you to get out of this space and into the space that you're supposed to be in. Elijah, he's not, he's not supposed to be in the cave. Elijah, he's not... He's not supposed to be all alone. He's supposed to be standing up for God. He's supposed to be in community. I'm going to give you two lies. Two lies of loneliness today. And, th and this is something that we all, we all fall victim to. You could go ahead and write down number one today. The lie that no one cares. No one cares. It's a lie. That I can be, I can be in a cave and I can just be like, give me my ball. I'm going to go hide. I'm going to go home, I'm going to pout because no one even cares. Nobody cares about me. Nobody cares about my future. Nobody's listening. Nobody even sees me. It's just me. I'm in a cave. Nobody cares. I want to tell you everybody cares. Everybody cares. There are more people for you than against you. If you're a person and you need a list, let me give you a list. Your family cares. Your friends care. Your church cares. Your small group cares. God cares. You've got more people that care for you than don't care about you. The lie of loneliness has you going like, look, I can go and get lonely because I'm not a big deal and nobody even cares. You want to know who cares about you the most? Jesus. God. He cares. 
Watch what God promises here in Hebrews. Watch what, watch what God says. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God cares. God cares. In fact, God is, he draws close to the brokenhearted. He cares. In fact, you can write down number two. This is a lie. Number two is that they're the reason why I'm lonely. It's their fault. You know, I, I wouldn't be all alone in a cave if, if they would have just invited me. If you would have just included me, I wouldn't be all alone. It's, it's their fault. It's their fault. I didn't get tagged in the photo. Wish I would have been because I look good in that photo. But you didn't tag me. It's because I, it's their fault, you know. It's all them. I'm lonely. I'm lonely because of Jezebel. She did it. It's her fault. No, it's not. It's never their fault. It's always your fault. It's always your fault. In fact, this is a biblical principle I'm going to show you right here. Watch what the Bible says here about loneliness and friendship. Watch what it says in Proverbs. We're going to put it up on the screen. I just love this so much. I think it's going to come up on the screen. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. So friendship starts with you. You know, loneliness and isolation also starts with you. But friendship starts with you. So if I were you, and I was sitting here right now, and I was you, what I would be doing is I'd be going, oh, Echo Fall kickoffs next week. I'd be pulling out my phone if I have a phone. I'd be going through my contact list, and I'd be inviting 20 people. I'd be starting it first. What y'all doing? What are you doing next week? No, listen, you got to get here. You're coming with me. What y'all got going? Look, we're going to have so much fun. I'm going to send that text. That'd be me. I'd be reaching, if I don't have a phone, I'd be going to mom and dad and being like, hey, let's get on Facebook, let's get, get uh, or I'd be going to school, and I'd be like, listen, no, you got to come, look, you don't have a choice, you got to get here. I'd be doing it first. Friendship starts with you. Oh, what y'all doing after fall kickoff? Every week we got small groups, you got to come to my small group, you got to get here. What you want, you got to get here. Invite them, it starts with you. It starts with you. You guys can't come to my small group? That's okay. My whole small group's coming to you. We're going to have a sleepover at your house. I'll let your boys. You got food? I'm coming. Like, <laughs> let's go. Oh, we can't go to your house? Let's all come to my house. Invite everybody over to my house. Let's go. We're going to have a party, a whole small group coming to my house. It's going to be awesome. It starts with you. It starts with you. Friendship starts with you. Meaningful relationships start, start with you. Community starts with you. And isolation starts with you. Who are you listening to today? Are you listening to God and what he says? Are you listening to you and what you say? That's a bad idea. If I get stuck in my head, that's a bad idea. Who are you listening to today? Listen, don't give so much people control over the narrative over your life don't give people that much power over your future don't give them they don't have control over your relationships they don't have control over your community there are people that want to be your friend there are people that want to be around you there are people in your small group today that are so glad that you are here find those people don't don't go places that you're tolerated Go places that you're celebrated and get around them. 
get around those people. Get around people that are like, I'm so glad you're not in the cave anymore. I'm so glad you're not in hiding. Get around some people that love you, that are for you. And, and by the way, the only way is by you, you taking the first step. It starts with you. It's what the Bible, it's what my Bible said. It's what we just read. It starts with you. Don't, don't listen to the big fat liar loneliness because he's got you going like I deserve it. I deserve to be alone. I just give me a cave. I just need a cave finger. I just want to hide. I'm going to pout. I'm going to whine. I'm going to cry. Stop it. Stop it. God's going, wait. What are you, no. What are you doing here? I sent my son to set the captives free. I sent my son that anybody was oppressed could walk in freedom. I sent my son that this is the good news that anybody that was bankrupt emotionally, that they could be free. Because who the son sets free is free indeed. I came to heal the brokenhearted. I came to set the captives free. You might be here and you might be broken and you might be in the biggest mess of your life, but I came to tell you that if that's you, you are a candidate for a miracle. There is no perfect person here. But I'm telling you that by the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he came to touch that part. He came to, he came to heal that broken piece. He came to get you out of the cave and say, stop it. This is enough. What are you doing here? He came to set your feet on solid ground. I wish right now that you would stand up and you'd give God some praise. I wish right now that, that if you knew that you had a one-way ticket, destination hell, that you'd celebrate and praise God for who he is. Oh, I wish somebody would get some joy in the house of the Lord today. Come on. Come on. Let's come on up here. We're going to worship God. Let's praise God for who he is. Come on up here. Let's give God everything that he is. Let's worship Jesus. Hallelujah.